Hello everyone and welcome to episode number 61 of the Building Strength Podcast. I'm your host Theo Lim coming at you on a Tuesday afternoon this time. So I know it's been a while since I've posted a podcast, almost one month, so I wanted to put one up. I didn't want to completely get out of the groove so i apologize for that so for today's episode i've got a couple awesome questions regarding the main topic today is going to be about how to work up to heavy weights safely efficiently and effectively that's going to be the bulk of the topic and i'm also going to talk i got a couple questions about how training can help in our everyday lives, which is a pretty interesting and practical question. But before that, I just want to give you guys a quick update before I jump into everything. It's been a little while, just want to give you guys some context. It is now the beginning of June. How crazy is that? June 4th, 2019. Five months have already passed. So I got to tell you guys, May. May was a rough month. Um, Just a lot of stuff happening in the personal life. A lot of... Fairly busy with the work life as well. And really just felt really burned out. Like May was a blur to me. I don't... It was kind of survival mode in May. Um, I'm feeling much better now. Feel a lot more refreshed and feel ready to attack everything with full force again but um may was definitely a tough month it's just whenever the personal life whenever things are going down in that arena it can sometimes bleed into everything else right so really making it a point now to get back into the routine of things get back into the healthy habits that make me feel like I have good energy and make me feel good so I can bring that energy to you guys. So May was a tough month. I'm I'm happy to be kind of out of that funk. It was a pretty uh pretty deep funk in May. So I apologize for my absence from this podcast. Hope you guys are having an awesome year so far. Hope you're having a good day. And let's get it. So first question from Alex Squared. I got two Alexes who asked me the same question. I think they they collaborated on this. So they asked, how does training help with everyday life? And this is a great question. I mean, yeah, we train to get stronger, to look better, to feel good. But at the end of the day, We just want all of this to help us in our everyday life, right? Whether that's at work, whether you do do a physical job where you have to lift a lot of things or you're on your feet all day or you're just moving things around all day. So if you work a physical job, absolutely, training is going to make life so much easier. Basically, anything we do in the gym it's going to make life easier for you. And a couple of reasons why. When we're in the gym, we're lifting and 
we're lifting weights, we're getting stronger. Say you get you start to get fairly strong, you're used to deadlifting like 100, 200, 300 pounds. It just gives you a different perspective on how heavy things are. Because when you when you're used to lifting 2, 3, 400 pounds in the gym week in and week out, when you go to work and you have to lift those 40 pound cases, 50 pound cases, those kinds of those things are not going to feel as heavy, right? As they once did. So in terms of strength, in terms of making life easier, being stronger simply makes life easier. You can you can move things easier, you can lift things up and move them yourself. Maybe you don't need to ask for help as much. Maybe you can help other people more. So just being stronger, I mean, like you're you're literally more useful. So, of course, get, being stronger helps with that. I find being able to move is so key in our everyday life. Like if you say you have a hard time squatting down because you have knee pain or really tight hips, or you just ha- you just don't explore that range of motion very often, like you don't squat down say say you say your parents ask you for help to do some gardening work and you're not used to squatting down like that being like so low to the ground and doing getting dirty in the garden then you're going to struggle with that right so if you're if you're used to getting into different ranges of motion exploring different kinds of movements like you're just going to be more versatile and more adaptable for life. So another key reason why training, why strength training, why movement training is so important. And then let's talk about if you have kids. So say you have a baby. It's a lot of like reaching down, picking them up, putting them down, carrying them. And again, same same idea as before. If you're used to like doing farmer's walks, or like zercher carries with 40 50 pounds in each hand like your baby is not going to feel as heavy right like that car seat that you have to haul back and forth is not going to feel that heavy Um, the groceries that you carry are not going to feel that heavy so it's just about um, I guess adding a bit of perspective or like a different framework in your life because now you're used to lifting all these heavy things you're, you're, you know what that feels like. You know how, how much strain, how much, how much that strains you. So when you go to pick up your 10, 20 pound kid, it's not going to be, they're not going to be as heavy, right? So it's just about being stronger. You're just more useful. Knowing how to move and having the ability to move, you're just going to have a much better time in life right like i'm sure everyone's been injured before i've been injured before and it just doesn't feel good when someone's like oh let's do this or can you help me with this and you have to say oh i can't do that because of because of this injury or because i'm out of shape i can't do that with you so if you're if you're healthy your level of fitness is better than average you're strong you're in shape, you know how to move. Like it's just a higher quality of life at the end of the day. It's as simple as that. So 
if you guys, I'm sure all of you guys are training in some way. If you listen to this, you definitely train, right? I would hope so. So let's leave that there. Let's get to the, uh, to the how to work up to heavy weights topic. So this is a great question from Ian. Thank you, Ian. I hope you're listening to this episode. If this is your first episode, welcome to the building strength fam. So how to work up to heavier weights. So this came up because I, I brought up the topic of how to warm up to 90% plus in before one of my myo detox classes, because I had put, we were doing barbell floor presses and the rep scheme was five, four, three, two, one, a set of five, a set of four, three, two, one. The idea behind it is that you start lighter and you work your way up to a heavy one rep. Not exactly a one rep max. I'm not too keen on that, but more of an everyday max. I've talked about that before. Just something you can kind of hit every day. So it's not exactly 100%. Maybe it's 90%, 95%. So how do you build up to heavy weights? This is an excellent, excellent question. And I'm going to tell you guys why. So with strength training, with training in general, there are a couple of things that really, for me, there are a couple of things that really exemplify someone's um, experience in the gym, someone's level of confidence in the gym, and just overall, I've talked about it before, just overall gym IQ. So of course, first things first, all the, the main priority is to lift well, to lift with good technique and execute things well on a consistent basis. So that's, that's always the first priority, right? Making sure the form is there. And of course, in order to do that, we have to make sure the mobility is there in order to get into certain positions. So once someone has learned proper technique and they're able to hit it very consistently week in week out, that's a great sign. They're like, they've kind of stepped up a level in the gym. I think what also makes someone a, an experienced lifter, a professional is the ability to go into the gym with a plan. So you've sat at home, you've formulated a plan or you've picked a plan from someone else, which is perfectly fine. And so formulating that plan, going into the gym and executing it and getting an efficient and effective training session in. So I think that's another step. And I think this third one, which is what I'm about to talk about is your awareness around what weights to do and your ability to pick appropriate weights for different rep ranges. Okay. So first things first. And again, if you go to, if you go to a myo detox, if you go to myo detox performance and you come to our classes, whether you train with me at Carpio, whether you're training at any other like group fitness or even on your own, whatever. First things first, make sure you're tracking your weights. 
Like make sure you track what you're doing in the gym and you don't have to track exactly everything. There are certain things that I think are a little more important. Let's call them indicator lifts. So you need to figure out some of your indicator lifts. And if you're doing traditional barbell strength training, that's great. You need to identify which lifts you're doing consistently and then start tracking that. So off the top of my head, what I like, what I would track if I were you, you're just, let's go with your, you're a myodetox performance member. So what I would track, I would track things, basic movements, big movements, basic movements, track your goblet squat, your barbell squat, your barbell deadlift, your barbell Romanian deadlift, or maybe even the trap bar. Uh, track your bench press, dumbbells, barbells, whether it's flat or inclined doesn't really matter. I'll talk more about that later. Uh, track your shoulder presses, other big ones, body weight movements, track your push-ups. How many push-ups can you do? How many pull-ups can you do? What band are you using to do those pull-ups? What else? So I like those in terms of lifting. Um, dumbbell rows, barbell rows, other big movements. So keep it, keep it simple. Stick with the big movements. Like as you saw, I didn't really mention like rear delts. I'm not, it's not a big deal. Don't worry too much about tracking your, what you're doing for rear delts or bicep curls. I mean, that stuff is important, but if you're just starting out with all this tracking stuff, start with the big lifts. So those can be your indicator lifts. And how do you track your lifts? Simply, whether you're into pen and paper, whether you're into an app on your phone, just a simple note keeping app is fine. Pick something that you will do that you'll be able to stick with and stick with it. So, so I would say, I like the note keeping app on the phone. I use the note keeping app on my phone a lot. It's just super handy because we all have our phone with us most of the time. So here's what I would do. Write the date down and then it's sim it's as simple as, okay, today we did barbell bench press. We were working in the eight to 10 rep range. What was I able to work up to? So say you were able to work up to 135 for eight and you did two sets. Just write that down. You have the date, you have the lift, you have the reps, you have the weights, you have the sets, you're good. Next time you're doing squats, write that down as well. And I'm not too concerned about your number being like your one rep max. Don't worry about that because you can compare three rep maxes or five rep maxes. Because if you look back three months ago, you're able to squat 135 for five. And then just last week you did 165 for five. That's a very appreciable gain from three months ago. You just put 30 pounds on your squat. And again, you wouldn't know this if you didn't track your lifts. And again, that's important because it lets you know that you're heading in the right direction. You also get to see the progress. So it feels good. And it's just, it's just that positive feedback, right? 
So in terms of tracking your weights, I highly recommend that. Highly recommend big lifts or whatever lifts you're doing. If it's kettlebell deadlifts, if it's lunges, barbell lunges, dumbbell lunges, whatever main lift you decide that you want to improve on, track those. And I would pick maybe four to six of those. Four to six main lifts that you want to really focus on getting better at, track those down. Write those down. Sorry, it's been a while since I recorded the podcast and I can see I'm a bit rusty with the way I'm talking. Okay, so back to, there are many variations, right? Barbell flat bench, barbell incline bench, barbell shoulder press, dumbbell flat bench, dumbbell incline bench, dumbbell shoulder press. How do we track those? Does it matter if we track them all? Should we track them all? I mean, if you want to track them all, hell yeah, why not, right? But here's the thing. Start to track because you just want you just want something to look at. You just want something to refer to. And there are a lot of variations in the gym, right? A lot of different variations. As I mentioned, we can do dumbbell flat bench. We can do barbell flat bench. We could do it with a pause. We could do it with a three-second lowering. We could do incline bench. So there are a lot of different variables in terms of your strength levels. Because if I get you to do a barbell bench press with a four-second eccentric, takes four seconds to lower it down to the chest, and then I ask you to pause for four seconds and then to press it, the weight you're going to do on that exercise with that kind of tempo is going to be much less than if I just said, you know, one second down, one second up. That's fine. So just be aware of that. And I don't think it really matters too much. Again, this is where tracking and keeping a training log will pay dividends. Because say you were able to do, say you did 135 for five on the flat bench press. This was three months ago. And today you did 135 for, sorry, sorry, sorry. Let's restart. I don't like the three months. It's a bit long. Say one month ago, you did 135 for five, just a regular bench press, regular tempo, not too fast, not too slow either. You did it 135 for five. Now today, four weeks later, you did the same thing but you did it with a four second eccentric and a two second pause at the bottom. So although your weight technically didn't go up, you are still stronger because you did the same amount of same weight and same amount of reps with a slower tempo and that tempo makes it harder, right? So you did get stronger. And again, you won't know any of this if you're not tracking your weights. Same goes for barbell squats, same goes for barbell pause squats, barbell squats with a four second eccentric. So it's important to note those variables when you do log your training. You do want to note that, okay, today we did a slow tempo. So that's why my weights were like this. So here's where the real gold is. If you track, I, I suggest tracking forever. But to start, 
Just try to track for the next month or two months. Track your big lifts, write the date, and just give yourself some data to work off of. Because in three months time, you're going to have a lot of data now. So here I think is where the real gold is. If you go to large group classes, whatever, whatever kind of training you do, this will help you because now you have data. Now you have a reference to kind of guide you. So at Mayo Detox, say over a four week period, say we're going to do barbell squats. The first week I might get people to stay in that 10 to 12 range, 10 to 12 rep range. Second week, maybe it's eight to 10. Third week, six to eight. Fourth week, four to six. So what I'm doing, I'm kind of periodizing it where we do a little higher reps to start, week one, week two, and then we move into lower reps, week three, week four. So where the real gold is in terms of being aware of your strength levels is when I look at the board, if I attend a class at Mayo Detox and I look at the board and the board says eight to 10 reps on the barbell squat and we have enough time to do three to four sets, which is not a lot. So in my mind, I'm thinking, okay, three to four sets, eight to 10 reps. Of course, it depends if this is paired up with anything else. Another factor, lots of factors involved here, right? But because I've been tracking my numbers, I know what I realistically could work up to in that eight to 10 rep range. Say for today's sake, let's say, okay, I'm going to work up to 225. Like that will be a really good challenging last set for me. So now you kind of have a reference on what you can do in certain rep ranges. Maybe if it was four to six reps, Instead of eight to 10, I'm thinking, okay, maybe I'll try, I'll go for 275 today, right? But again, you will only be able to do this if you have been tracking your weights, if you're aware of how strong you are and just so many factors involved, right? How long are the stations? How many sets are we doing? What other exercises are paired up with this? Because if this is paired up with another leg exercise, that's going to seriously affect how much I can squat. But if it's paired up with a core exercise, okay, my legs are going to be fresh. Let's focus on the squatting. So again, just being aware of these things, right? It's, it's just that awareness, just that gym IQ. Okay. So here's where working up to heavy weights comes into play. So say I I'm thinking, okay, I'm going to go for 225 for eight. That's the goal today. Okay. What should I start at? For me, I like to play it safe. I probably would start at 95 pounds. That's the 25 plate per side. Assuming the barbell weighs 45 pounds. I would do 95 for 10. And then I would probably go 135 for 10. And then I would probably go 185 for eight. And then I'll go for that 225 for eight. So that's a super simple like plate, sorry, Quarter, plate, quarter, plate. You're putting the 25 pound on the bar, then you take it off, you put a 45 pound on, you do a set, you add another 25. That's a super like classic progression. So that's a good example if you're working up to 225. 
say you're working up to only say you're you're thinking okay i'm gonna go for 95 pounds for eight reps i would i would do the bar don't, don't ever be embarrassed to warm up with the bar i warm up with the bar on all my lifts barbell bench barbell squat uh, not the deadlift the deadlift is kind of awkward with just the bar so i do like to put maybe depending on who the person's strength levels I like to start with as light as possible, but with some weight on the bar. So the bar is elevated off the ground. So say you want to squat 95 pounds for eight. How could you do this? I would go 45 for eight. I'd probably go 65 for eight and then 80 for eight and then 95 for eight. A couple of key things here. You want to make the weight jumps your increases from set to set as even as possible so a big mistake i see all too often is okay say let's go back to the 225 example it gives us a bit more room to play around with so say i go 95 pounds on the first set which is great super conservative i could probably warm up with 135 but i like i like to do the quarter first so say i go 95 for 10 and then next set, I'd kind of jump the gun. I jump up to 185 for 10. So I went from the quarter and I put a plate right on top. So I go 95 to 185. That's a 90 pound difference. That's a big jump. Like unless you're lifting in the five, 600 range, you're not going to be taking that big of a jump. And I guess that's something to note. The stronger you get, the more warm-up sets you'll need and the bigger your jumps can be. So I went 95 for 10, then I went 185 for 10, and then I'm going to go 205 for 10, and then 225 for 8. Not bad, but I think it can be done better. Again, it's not completely wrong. Like It, it really isn't completely wrong, but there is a better way to do it. So in that example, I took a 90 pound jump and then I took a 20 pound jump and then another 20 pound jump. Not the best way to do it. Again, I would go back, I'd go 195, I'd go 135, I'd go 185 and then 225. So in that example, it's a 40 pound jump, a 50 pound jump and a 40 pound jump. So a little more even across the board. So let me backtrack a little bit. Why do we need to do this? Why do you need to work up to heavier weights in an efficient and effective manner? Number one, of course, is for warm-up reasons. We want to warm up the body. We want to get blood flowing through those muscles so that it's prepared for our working sets. Because let's face it, when I get under the bar with 95 pounds, it's not that heavy for me, right? And it's very easy to approach it with that mindset and be like, oh, it's not that heavy. This is a waste of time. So either two things happen. Either A, I see a lot of people just skipping it. Like there are people who are not as strong as me and I see the weights that are warming up with them. I'm like, damn, these people are really either A, they don't know or B, they just don't give a fuck. It's probably A though. So this episode is going to be key for that. 
again, you guys know me, I'm very conservative, I'm very safe, I wanna make sure the body is working well. So of course, we're warming up for the lift, we're warming up our body. The Another big thing is you wanna just make sure the body is okay. Like, just day to day, the body feels a lot different, right? One day my hips could feel awesome, the next day my hips could be really tight. So sometimes if you go too heavy too fast, you haven't done a systems check. And if you get under the bar, you take it out, it's too late at that point. Like the bar's on your back, you're about to squat, it's too late. Like, so you squat it and it doesn't feel good. And then you'd never want those first sets, first few sets to not feel good. Like if you went too heavy and it's already hard on your first set, where are you going to go from there? You got to start light. You got to start, you got to keep it easy when you start warming up. So for me, like that set of 95 is probably going to be super light. But again, I'm approaching these weights with intention. I'm practicing my setup, practicing my bracing techniques, taking the bar out in an efficient manner making sure I hit every rep as perfect as possible. Like that's the level of intention that needs to be brought to the table if you want to get stronger. If you don't, that's fine. Continue to kind of like half-ass all the warm-up weights. But if you want to get stronger, you need to bring intention and purpose to the way you're setting up and the way you're moving the weights. This is how you get stronger. So... You want to do a systems check. You want to warm up the body. And it's a mental, it's such a big mental game, right? Lifting weights, training in general is such a mental game. So here's an example. Say, say I bypass 95 pounds because my friend wanted to warm up with 185 because he thought he was a badass. And maybe he is. But... So say I warm up with 185, which is reasonable. It's like, we can do that weight, no problem. But can we do it really well and make it really easy? I don't know. We might not get that chance if we jump right to 185. So say I start 185 as my first set, and I plan to work up to 225. 185 is probably not going to feel that great. Like, there's there's already going to be a bit of a struggle especially if you're cold and you haven't done any warm-up sets before that, it's going to be a struggle. It's not going to feel that great. The, the, you haven't really greased the groove. You haven't really, you haven't practiced really. And a lot of this is practice, right? So 185, I get under it. I do five reps. Again, you can do it. No problem. Like I'm not sitting here doubting a person's ability to do whatever warm-up weight they want to warm up with. Again, you can do it. It's just not the best way to go about it. So, okay, you get under the bar, first set, five reps, and it's already challenging. In my mind, I'm like, fuck, it's already heavy. I have to do sets at 225. I don't know if I can do it. So already that mental game is kind of not off to a good start. If you warm up well, then you have the opportunity to cultivate that mindset, get that mind right before you enter your heavy weights. So boom, I do 95 for 10. Easy, disrespectful 
So easy, it's disrespectful, right? So I take the weights off. I throw them. Off, I take them off the bar, like angrily, because of how light it is. I'm like, "Fuck, that was so light. What a waste." Let's go. Let's get the next weight. So I grab the 45. You throw that on with authority because you're feeling good, right? Then you get under the bar, still feeling good, really gripping that bar, creating lots of tension through the back. Big breath, really aggressive. Strong walkout, strong breath again. Boom. Next eight reps. Easy. Put some weight on the bar. Again, you throw on the next 25 with authority because you're feeling good now. You're, you've told yourself, like, this is easy. I'm going to keep going. I'm feeling good today. So you go 185. Same thing. Boom. Easy. Disrespectful. Let's go. What are we doing here? So you go into your next weight. And now your mind is ready. You're primed. You've checked your system. The body's good to go. Okay, let's go. Let's do this. Now it's time to work. Now you go into your working weights. Okay, so that's that's a really big thing. The mental game is key here. Like if that first set's heavy, you're fucked. There's, it's not happening. So that brings me to another point with these warm-up weights. The warm-up weights will tell you how you're feeling that day. And this is important. This is very important because if you if you do 95 pounds every time you squat, you do 135 pounds every time you squat, you do 185 pounds every time you squat, you know how those weights should feel. You know how fast you can move those weights how well you can do it and just how awesome you can execute the lift. Like you know what it feels like on a good day and over time you will know what it feels like on a bad day. And again, this is that feedback that you're looking for. This is that feedback, the awareness, the gym IQ that you guys need to cultivate each and every day you're in the gym. Because when when I get under when I do my last warm-up set at 185 and it feels a lot lighter than before, I'm like, okay, maybe today's the day I go for it. Maybe today's the day I bump up another 10 pounds. Or alternatively, if it feels really heavy, a lot heavier than usual, okay, maybe today I need to chill out. Maybe I'll just, I'll just go for the minimum. Maybe it was uh, five to eight reps. Maybe I'll just go five today. So it just, it just gives you that feedback that you need, that feedback that will help you be more aware of these things so that you can become a professional. You can do this safely. You can be efficient. It's effective. And you do this for life. Again, it's just that awareness. As I said, you build this awareness every day that you're in the gym if you're paying attention to these things. And I think a lot of these things are small things like... It's not really talked about a lot, which is a shame, which is why I'm kind of trying to bring light to these things. Like I always tell people I'm really into this, the training philosophy, the mindset behind training, and these like really basic ground level training principles. And I think sometimes these things can be overlooked, maybe because it's not sexy, or maybe because not a lot of people talk about it. But that's why I'm here. 
I, I really enjoy these things. I really enjoy talking about these things. I think it's, I think these things are very important. And as I said, these are the key, these are the little things that will bring you from that beginner level to that intermediate level to that like above intermediate level. <laughs> so I hope that was helpful. Like, as I said, as you get stronger, you'll have to do more warm up weights, warm up sets. So let me give you guys a couple examples. That's why I, that's actually one of the reasons I, like, I love doing deadlifts, but because my deadlift is in that 400, 500 pound range, it just takes so long to get up there. And I just find it's just so time consuming. So say you have a 500 pound deadlift or you're going to go for 500 pounds. Again, standard 135. I like the quarter. I like the plate quarter, plate quarter. I like that setup a lot. Some people do feel confident enough to jump by 70 or 90 pounds. So I know people who will do 135, 225, 315, 405, and then maybe they'll do a 455 before they do 500. So it really depends on how comfortable you are handling those weights. Some people like to do more reps. Some people like to do less reps. Again, it's all going to come down to personal preference. Like I know some people, if they're going to work up to 500 for one, they're doing 135 for one, 225 for one. Everything's one rep. Me personally, I like to do a pyramid style warm up, whether that's 10 reps, eight reps, six, four, two, and then one, or maybe it's lower five, four, three, two, one. There's no real wrong way to go about it. I think it comes down to personal preference. And again, it's going to take some playing around with some experimenting on your part on how you like to do it. So you could take big jumps like that. Plate, 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 135, 225, 315, 405. Or alternatively, plate, quarter, plate, quarter. It's going to be 135, 185, 225, 275, 315. Again, you see how that can be a lot of warm-up sets. And one important thing about these warm-up sets, especially if you're if you're just starting out. Let's go back to a lighter example. Say you you want to work up to 135 for 5 on the squat. I think it's actually more important when you're in these lower weight um, ranges, I guess. Because you, let's face it, strength, although strength training is like, yeah, you're, it's your ability to move weight. It's your, how strong you are, right? But really all of this just comes down to practice. Over the course of reps and sets and weeks and months and years in the gym, we're just looking to practice, okay, setting up for the squat, being consistent where I'm, with where I'm putting the bar on my back, being consistent with my walkout being consistent with my setup, and then, of course, knowing how to squat. It's all just practice. So let's go 135 for five. I want to squat this. Here's a all too common error I see. 135 for five, so let's warm up with 95 pounds for five. 
And then we would probably do 115 for five and then 135 for five. So you just did two sets, 95 for five and 115 for five, both of which are probably not going to be that easy because 95 might be like, no, it won't even be easy. 95 would still be like a seven out of 10 effort if someone was only able to do 135. So here's what happens when you start too heavy. You're not able to dominate the weight. You're not able to crush the set. You're not able to set up with authority because the weight is already pressing down on your back and you're already shaking all around. You haven't even warmed up yet. Like you're already shaking. The setup is already shaky. So boom, right there, you haven't had the chance to practice. You do, you're still practicing, but now you're practicing bad habits and you're not really able to own the lift as much as you could if say you started with 75 pounds, right? So I would start with, say you're going 135, I'd go 75 pounds for five. And I think where people get caught up is like, it feels like a waste of time because let's face it, it's light. You can do it, no problem. Like, I'm not getting any better from this, but you are getting better from this because with 75 pounds, the bar's so light, the weight is so light on your back, right? Boom, you set up, you set up nice and strong. You're really able to own that setup. You own the whole set. And again, you feel good. So boom, you, you fucking like whip that, whip that 75 pounds off the bar. You're like, give me the next weight. Let's not play games. So, so I would start 75. And then from there, I would go 95 for five, 115, maybe three, and then 135 for my working sets. So all we really did was add one set at a lighter weight. And here's the last piece of information I want to provide with you, provide you guys. At the end of the day, as I said, we're practicing getting better at the lift. Another big thing that we could be compromising if we start too heavy, we take too big of jumps, we don't respect the utility of the lighter weights, we're missing out on a lot of potential volume. So missing out on a lot of potential volume, a lot of potential practice. So let's do some math. This is going to require some math. Pulling out a piece of paper right now. So... Oh boy, it's going to get it's going to get frisky. Let's go with 10 reps cuz it's going to be easier to add. So, let's take out let's check out this volume. Let's go back to higher. Yeah, let's go back to higher numbers. We'll go say we're working up to 225. I hope this is all making sense. I know it's a lot of numbers, but I I think this is good. So, I want to work up to 225 for 5. So, 95 for 10, this is what I would ideally do. 135 for 10, 185 for 10. I'm using 10 because it's going to be easier to add. So total volume is, this is how it works. Take the weight you did and multiply it by the amount of reps you did. So 95 pounds times 10 is 950 pounds. That was like the total amount of volume that you did in that one set. So this is called total volume, total work, pounds per minute, pounds per hour, 
other metrics used. So 135 for 10 is 1350. And then 185 for 10 is 1850. So quick tally up of that. That is 4,150 pounds of volume. Okay. So say I start too heavy. Let's go to the, um, let's go to that example where I start too heavy. That's not even like, I won't even make it too drastic. Let's just say 135 for 10. And then you did 185 for 10. And then you went into your working weight. So right there, 1350 plus 1850, 3,210 pounds of volume. So here, between the two of these, there's a 900 pound difference of volume. That's, that's going to add up. It might not feel like a lot in one session, but you do that consistently enough. Say you do this twice a week for four weeks. You just missed out on 7,600 pounds of volume, which again, it doesn't seem like a lot, but these things add up. So you're missing out on work because although 95 for 10 isn't challenging, the body is still working right? So it's just this accumulated volume that you add up. And of course, in addition to the strength that you build from this volume, there's also that component of practice and actually getting better at it, right? That you that you'd be missing out if you went too heavy too fast. So this volume is a big key right here. And I want to say I had a thought, I think I just lost it which is unfortunate. So total volume is a big thing here. Just be aware of that. Some people will actually, there are, there are pretty cool apps. Again, if you're someone who is into apps, into the metrics, there are pretty cool apps where you log in all the weight and sets and reps you do. And they'll give you metrics like over a week, over your workout of how much volume you did for certain body parts. And that's actually another way, like ideally, as we get stronger, we're all increasing volume as we go. Like the world's strongest man does an extraordinary amount of volume compared to us, right? Just because the stronger you get, the more warm up sets you do, the more volume you accumulate, the more practice you accumulate, and thus the better you get at it. So one big key, I remember now what I was going to say. Last thing. I know it's been a lengthy episode. I hope you guys have gotten a lot out of it thus far. This is the last thing right here. I forget where I got, read this from, but there were studies shown about how much, how much, um, I guess, nervous system activity how much of like your nervous system and your muscles you were recruiting to move 95 pounds for 10 reps. So take someone who's doing 95 pounds for 10 as their working weight. Like that's a challenging weight. They're using a lot of their, like they're activating a lot of muscles. They're activating a lot of neurons to get the job done, right? So as you do it, do something more frequently 
and you build up that volume, you get better at it. Like for me, 95 pounds might have been challenging 10 years ago. But today, 95 pounds is a warm-up set. And now, because I've done it so often and I've done it so much over the years, your body gets used to that weight. So 95 pounds, you actually don't have to recruit as much neurons and as many muscles to move that weight. So you actually get to conserve that energy for your working weights. So that's actually something, like when I read that, I thought, wow, that makes a lot of sense. Like, because these, this, if you do the same weights week in and week out, same warm up weights, I mean, you will get better at it. You become more efficient, you become stronger, and you're just more effective in general. Boom. So I hope this episode is helpful for you guys. I hope I was able to provide a good overview on how to work up to your working weights. Main things, just a quick review, main things, start lighter than you think. Start lighter than you want to start. And then just be aware of where you want to go on that day and do the math in your head and try to make the jumps as even as possible. Again, you don't want to take a 100-pound jump one set and then start to take 10-pound jumps. Like That's not the best way. So I hope this was helpful. That's awesome. Tuesday afternoon, 1.30 p.m. I'm about to meet a potential client at 3 for our initial assessment. Excited for that. So if you guys are in Toronto, even if you're not in Toronto, if you're in Toronto, you want to work together in person or online, hit me up. You guys know on Instagram, I'm at theodore.lim. You can email me at theolim7 at gmail.com. I'm going to provide the link down below actually. So you guys can apply for in-person or online coaching. I'm going to provide that link to a to my questionnaire. And again, I'm here to help you guys, whether it's training philosophy like this, whether it's more technical stuff like actual uh, breaking down of your technique or just getting you on the right track with the right program for you, y'all know I'm your guy, all right? So I hope you guys enjoyed that episode. Thank you guys for listening. I appreciate the feedback. I appreciate the comments and the shares and the reviews. Thank you for that, okay? So have a great day. I'll catch y'all next time. And it won't be a month, I promise. Peace.